Today, we're diving into my favorite topics of confidence, courage, and finding your fabulous. I mean, who doesn't want to find their fabulous? It's there, believe me. But before we jump into the show, I want to make sure that you are getting my weekly emails because ladies, guess what? The doors are going to be opening for the wait list for the January Mastermind. It's going to happen And you are not going to want to miss out on this opportunity to be part of this mastermind where we are just activating our faith, deepening our relationship with God, with like-minded women who want to grow and level up and 10x their life because God doesn't want you staying the same. He planted you here for a purpose on purpose. And that's what we discover and uncover in the mastermind. So make sure you head over to the show notes. All the info will be there. Stay tuned. Don't miss out and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb for another fabulous experience today. This week, I brought on a new friend. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. Her name is Debbie Bedendorf. She started Find Your Fabulous, which is a personal fashion stylist business. She started this back in 2015. Then in 2018, she started Schultz and Bedendorf Corp that involves marketing and advertising for other small businesses. In 2021, she wrote her first book called Find Your Fabulous, which is about loving yourself on the inside and look great on the outside. Love that, Deb, which this book was inspired by her styling business and what she has learned about herself along the way. Then in 2022, she started her podcast called Find It, where she has guests from all over the world come on and talk about what they have found in life. This is such an exciting show already. And I'm so blessed to introduce Miss Debbie Bedendorf. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so happy to call you my new friend. I am too. This is what I love about social media and LinkedIn, because mm-hmm. I we I believe that's where we met originally or through a friend on LinkedIn. And it's just such a beautiful community over there. I never expected it to happen the way it happened, the way it evolved for me. I don't know about you, but when I jumped on LinkedIn, I'm going to share this really quick. It wasn't planned, but when I jumped on LinkedIn, people, 
I want you to know I was very terrified of that platform because I didn't come from a business background. And I've shared this a few times, maybe on a few shows, but I want you to know that just being yourself and showing up for what you believe and what your mission is will get you further than staying behind the scenes and hiding in fear. So a little tangent, a little preaching today, just go off, be yourself. If you're, if you've never been on LinkedIn or Instagram and you have a business, get out there and be you. Okay, Deb, I'm ready. I love that. I, I love that you said that because, and LinkedIn is a different type of, it's, it's a business social media platform, but I have a dear friend of mine. We grew up together who about 10 years ago found her VP position um, on LinkedIn and ended up flying across the country, lived in LA for 10 years for this company. And it all happened through the connections on LinkedIn. So I 100% agree with you. It's really amazing that that's what they're there for. I have found out of all the social media platforms, the people on LinkedIn actually want to connect with people and do business together. So for yeah. me coming on LinkedIn, talking about faith, I'm like, I don't know who's going to really jive with me, but honestly, I feel so blessed. I've grown such a beautiful community. So, and here's my new friend, Debbie on the show today. And guys, I was already on hers. We'll share that too. So you can go listen and watch that show on YouTube, which was super fun. But Deb, I want to ask you first, this is a question that you always ask your guests on your <laughs> show, but I want to know from you, what have you found in your life that you can share with us to inspire us to find it too? Let's lead with that one. I love that you did that. You turned that right around on me, didn't you, Kelly? I did. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is understanding and having a relationship with yourself. You know, I, I'm a I'm a big you know believer in being a child of God, of course. Mm -hmm. And He created us, and many times we go through our lives and we don't know who we are. We don't know what we enjoy. We don't know what our gifts are because we don't form a relationship with ourselves. So, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this, because in my role as a wife and mother for so many years in a community involvement and church and all of that, my identity was really the labels that I had created for myself, being a wife, being a mother, being a community leader. And then as I got some age under my belt and my kids got older as well, I started realizing, gosh, who am I without them? Who am I by myself, Debbie, as the girl, as the woman who wants to give of herself but also fill her own cup up too. And I started on this path of figuring it out and and finding it, finding what? The relationship with me. I know more now about who I am and what I enjoy more than any other time in my life. And so what I have found is nurture the relationship that you have with you and you can even be better for everyone else. And that's I what I found. I love that so much because that happened for me later in life as well. And I think for many women, let's just talk about it because 
There's a lot of moms listening and most of my listeners are women. And I think, and I, my clients, they struggle with identity mm-hmm. and they struggle with being just a mom. That's their label or I'm supposed to be this. So I want to ask you what, how did you start the process of uncovering who you are? Like, did you, are there certain mm-hmm. steps you took? What did you do something different over time that led you? Did you do a lot of deep inner work? Like, I'd love for you to share because women come to me, they say, I need help with my identity. I don't know who I am. I don't have clarity. What do I do? Oh gosh, I am so, this is amazing. Like anybody listening right now, I could have used this actual conversation about seven years ago. I, to be honest, in the beginning, when my son, I have have a son, he's the oldest, and then I have a daughter and those, and they're four years apart. So when my son was getting ready to graduate, I was like, oh, well, this is what I've been planning for. Really? I mean, you know, I've been raising him to be able to go to college, fly away, do all of the things which I wanted, but it felt ooh, a little bit weird to me because I'm like, wow, in four more years, my daughter's going to be leaving and I am them. I, my identity is them. So I kind of was shooting from the hip for a while, kind of reeling like I didn't really have any direction of how to find it and how to get that relationship with myself and figure out what the next chapter was for me. I knew what everyone else's was. I was helping them. I was nurturing that, but I didn't know for myself. So I, I did the reeling and kept doing the same old, same old for about a year, I would say. And then, you know, prayer, journaling, exercise, you know, you hear it all the time and you think, okay, I'm so sick of hearing this. It's not it, but really it is. If you invest in those things, which are also investments in yourself, if you're, if you're praying, that's good for your soul. If you're journaling, you find out a lot about yourself in what you write. I would do this thing like just thoughtless journaling, which sounds crazy, but it really isn't. It's where you just put pen to paper. And as I would have my coffee, I would like, and yesterday and then today, and I feel like this. And I'd, and then I'd put it away. And a couple of days later, or maybe even a week later, I'd pull it back out and read some journal entries. And I figured out a lot about myself through my own writing to myself. Nice. And then um, the exercise, it, it fuels your body and it gives you endorphins and you start looking better, you feel better, and then you start getting more confidence, thinking, what else can I do? And yoga is huge because if you're like me and you have a lot of energy and a lot of times you get to the end of the day and you think, I've done a lot of spinning, what have I actually done? It helps calm the mind down a little bit. I don't mean like flow yoga. I mean like deep stretch and restore where you get into a stretch position for like two minutes and breathe. Huge. All of these things are huge. And I always kind of thought it was just like when people said they were gluten free, I thought it was nonsense (laughs) until my daughter is gluten intolerant. And I'm like, oh, that is a real thing. Mm -hmm. So just like exercise and prayer and journaling and yoga and all the things that I used to hear people talk about that really helped them and nourished them, come to find out it really does work. So isn't that something else? (laughs) Who knew? 
I relate with you so much on every single level. I used to think journaling was for the birds and that's great for them and whatever. It's until I had my back against the wall and the same with me, like, who am I? Like, what gives me pleasure and fulfillment even in life? And how am I going to find that? How do, because I'm over here looking at other people doing things and, and finding fulfillment but they're, they were, they're working out or, or, and listen, ladies and gents, if you're listening, you don't have to be in the gym for an hour. That's not what we're saying, but moving your body, going for a nice walk in nature, if that's your thing. I always say, find what you love. And if you haven't found it yet, go take a million classes, do a spin, do a yoga, do a Pilates. You will find something that aligns with what you like and lights you up. And that's going to make you happy. I promise movement and just you getting stronger. Exactly what you said, Deb, you get the confidence in, I'm just telling you, even if it's 20 minutes, do something, but then the journaling, just sitting in silence. So many times, you know, we just don't do that. And that's the problem. And that's why people well, are so unhappy and unfulfilled. Don't you think? I, I am on board with you with this and in a world that's so fast pace everywhere you go. It's so fast pace and you can't get away from it. Try to carve out that time where you yes. do have quiet. I'm so glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. silence is and silencing your own thoughts too, where you're, you're aware that you're spinning out of control with your thoughts and ruminating on what happened yesterday or whatever and taking just being self-aware enough to know you're doing it and bring yourself back into a little bit of silence, even just five minutes of that can really, really help you feel better. And um, the other thing you said about, you know, just getting out and taking a brisk walk, it doesn't have to be you're, you know, doing cardio of your life and you're at a gym. You don't have to do anything in a gym, in a gym if you don't want to. And the other part about this that you said, ooh, hit it mm, right on the right on the nail. When you said, if try, take a million classes. If you don't know what you want to do or what you like, which is a huge part of figuring out what, what you used to like to do yes. as you get into a new chapter of your life, you may, it may not float your boat anymore. So if you don't know, if you're like, I don't really like to do anything, I don't think, oh yeah, you do. Let's figure it out. And by you saying, go take classes or when someone mentions something to you that they went and did, if it makes you kind of perk up a little bit. Maybe that's something you could go try to do. And it may be your next favorite, favorite activity. And so that's a great way to start figuring out what you enjoy now, what you can do and your gifts. And another thing that I thought about when you were talking is I really don't want to die with my dreams inside of me. I don't want to leave this earth without also offering the, the gifts that I have to help other people, I don't want to let that go when I go. I want to be able to be on this planet and help myself and help other people in the process as well. So it's, and if you don't know what your dreams are, because that happens, like, I don't even know what I like, then seek it. If feeling better for you mentally, spiritually, physically is a priority, then you have to make yourself a priority, period, bottom line. Like everything else can be excuses of, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, my kids. Oh, I can't. Oh, I have to clean the house. 
Okay. So obviously you're not making yourself a priority because we all have the same amount of time in the day. I mean, we can preach this stuff all day long. And I tell my people, even my students, I can tell you, but if you're not actually doing it, this is all just going to be water under the bridge. Like you can't, I can't do things for you. Take our advice. We're living it. We're doing these things. We're taking the action. We're trying to lead by example. So once you start making yourself a priority, things that fuel you up, you'll be fueled up. And like you even said, Deb, what fueled you up three years ago, five years ago, things change. What got you here won't get you there. We have to change things up constantly. And that's okay. I think that's part of the problem sometimes too is, well, I used to work out this way and I was this and that and I used to lift. I can't do that anymore, so I don't do it. Well, that's where you have to change things up and accept where you are. Be aware of what your strengths are right now and, and then take new action. That's the fun part. I always say the joy is in the journey. I'm excited to always try something new. It's so much fun to see, to find out what I'm made of. I love that part of it to see what I'm capable of and where my strengths are now, because I cannot just, you know, between us, <laughs> I cannot work <laughs> out like I used to at all. I mean, yeah. turning 50 next year, just yeah. your body changes and I'm okay. Yeah. With it. I'm ready. Well, and like you said though, um, and, and how you use that as a segue into working out and how things change, what you used to be able to do, not even what you used to be able to enjoy, but what you used to be able to physically do, you may not be able to do that particular thing, but you can still move your body in other ways. There's so many things you can do. And I've, I've thought about this when I was sick in 2020, just with COVID, I mean, not just, but you know what I mean? It's not like I had cancer like you did and you had to go through that. But I remember laying there and I was so sick and I couldn't do anything for a couple of weeks. And I said to myself, when I get to work out again, I'm going to be so happy. Mm -hmm. But it's funny how life has a way of showing you, like, I would always say, oh, I have to get up and go to the gym in the morning. Well, no, I get to. Yes. That's a privilege. My body is able, if, you know, I'm able to do that. And that is a privilege. And so it changed my, it flipped in my brain too, that, you know, while I, I have a love hate relationship still to this day with working out, cause I do work out really hard. I do the boxing and all that, but, but what a blessing to be able mm -hmm. to do that. And then when you see someone in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. they'll say you get to do that. So if you flip your mind set, your mindset on, instead of saying, I have to do something that you get to do something, it really helps you even be in a more positive space. And so, you know, be able to, I, I physically can't do this workout like I used to. What can I do today to help move my body? Yeah. Or, you know what, I used to enjoy, you know, the say the party scene, I used to like staying out late and having cocktails till late. Well, you know what? That doesn't work for me. I don't rebound the next day. So, you know, what other things can you do with your girlfriends right. to enjoy their company right. outside of that? Figure it out. You can do it. Right. It's so about life is worth living. 
And gosh, we could really get into that and so many other levels, but I want to flip the script a little bit because I want to know more about Debbie and your, (laughs) what the things I've read about you and, you know, your businesses that you've started. So let's first talk about find your fabulous, um, being a personal fashion stylist. Tell me about that and where did that stem from? Were you always, did you grow up? into fashion. I love always hearing your upbringing. Were you yeah. always Barbies and dressing up doll, like things like that? <laughs> I lo- I want to know. I loved, I loved playing with Barbies. That was my favorite baby dolls. Not so much, which is funny because then I end up, you know, I always thought I was the youngest. I have two older sisters and then, um, I was the baby by like my, the, my sister that's closest and to age is nine years older than me. Okay. Um, so I, but I, and they treated, you know, they loved me, but they treated me the 11 year, the 11 year distance between us. She mothered me. She acted like I was her little girl and would dress me up. And I've always loved fashion. I love playing with Barbies. I love the whole thing. It's funny because my mother is not a fashionista. She could care less. She's never worn makeup. She's always had very short hair. She loves like athleisure wear. Um, she'll wear jeans and a cute top sometimes, but mm, sweatpants are her jam. She never liked to go shopping. She wonders where I came from. She's like, I don't know where you get this. I have no idea. But I've always loved fashion. Um, I I went to school for business. Um, I got married very young. So I was mostly worked in the community, raising my kids, doing all that. So I didn't really have the career. And then when I started shifting into what am I going to do now? I thought I love, and I've always done it for my friends anyway. Like I would dress them. I loved it. Like, oh, and I have this, come over. You need to borrow this. You're going to wear this. And I'd get them all ready. So I thought, um, what kind of business can I start that I have flexibility And that I can still, I can do this where I don't have to have a brick and mortar, but yet I can have clients and I go into their wardrobes and I get out the things that aren't working for them any longer, put outfits together with what they already wear. It's a whole wardrobe makeover, or I would shop for them and get them ready for events. And Kelly, I got to tell you, during that time, a whole decade of doing this, and I I had a lot of repeat clients and hundreds of clients. And it is so vulnerable for these women to get dressed in front of another woman and to ask for their honest opinion. Like I would, you know, we would talk and I would show them this isn't, you don't have to get rid of anything, store it in an airtight baggie under your bed or somewhere, but in your wardrobe, let's make sure everything that you go to pick out in the morning or the night before when you're getting things ready that you know it fits you and it looks nice. So I'd put things together with them, but we would it would turn into a, a whole session of talking about how they feel inside and why some things that they already had looked amazing, but they wanted me to say that it looked good. And it and I then realized that about myself. I do the same thing. So as I was helping them with clothes, it was like a therapy session of confidence, self-security, all of these things about how women were so hard on critical on ourselves. And I started saying, gosh, I'm giving these ladies advice and I need to take it too. And so 
that kind of breathed life into my idea for my book from that decade of close to a decade of working with women in a vulnerable state. I mean, that is a big deal when women may not feel as good as they want to feel and they hire me to come in and look through their things and have them try on clothes. That's very putting yourself out there. And I learned a lot about myself along the way and long lasting relationships with these clients. Like I love them. And then I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the interesting part of doing all of that was that what I'm currently working on now is almost like I'm building this puzzle. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of pieces that were still open and, you know, all the years that I've dressed people, I've used other people's clothes, of course, you know, and now that I'm starting an online boutique and I'm going to Dallas and New York and I've been picking out my own inventory, now I can dress them in my stuff. And so it just kind of all makes sense. And I'm really excited about it. But Find Your Fabulous, let me start, let me end it by saying this, the business called Find Your Fabulous and the book, it's never been just about the clothes not for me. It's always been about loving yourself on the inside and being okay with what God has given you and making the best of what you have. And then looking good in your clothes, because not only do you know, I help them so that it fits them well, of course, but also when you wear it, own it, because you're confident and you, you know, you're going to stand out and look good in your clothes because of the confidence. And so it's find your fabulous is all about inner inside stuff. Even though I'm dressing you up and you look really cute. It's all about knowing, you know what? I look good and I feel good and I love who I am. Yeah. And we all need a Debbie in our lives. <laughs> like I, I think so many women need a little bit of that help. Anyways, the reassurance of what looks good. I mean, not, like you said, your mom, she's not a fashionista. There's so many women out there that, just need that support. And like you said, because we feel more confident when we feel better in the outfits that we choose. I love this evolution of how you started and then to the book. So is the book, tell me a little bit, dig deeper a little bit more into your book. Cause I want these people to, I want you guys to go buy her book. <laughs> I love, because I love that we, we all need to boost our confidence in so many ways. So many women walk around just not confident in any way. And I want you to talk about your book a little bit more. I do. Thank you. I, I would love to talk about the book. I, I want to say first that, um, you know, even though like I, I will have people who say to me, well, I don't care about fashion. That doesn't make me happy. That doesn't. And that's a fine. We're all different. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, like my own mother doesn't really care mm -hmm. about fashion. But science does prove if you, it doesn't have to be fashionable in a label. It's just something that you think you look good in and it feels good to you. And science does prove that when you spend a little extra time on yourself and you look in the mirror and you like how you feel and what you see, that it does give you a little extra pep in your step. So if you're, and it goes back to what you said earlier about making yourself a priority and making yourself a priority is not selfish. It's actually very ne necessary for you to be able to give of yourself to other people. If you're completely exhausted all the time from giving, giving, giving to everyone else. Okay. 
I've been there. Mm-hmm. When you start carving out a little bit of time for yourself, I'm not saying you have to go on a a vacation for two weeks. I mean, even like an hour out of the day or go get your nails done or go take that brisk walk or go take a class. Invest in yourself is not being selfish. It's mm-hmm. necessary. So the book, Find Your Fabulous, Love Yourself on the Inside, Look Great on the Outside, like I said, was inspired by my styling business. And the book is written, it's different because some of it I've written in my own handwriting and I wanted it that way because I want it to be like a note to the reader from me, like the little notes I would leave in my kids, you know, lunchbox under their under their pillow, you know, different things um, of inspiration and, you know, just like a little note of you've got this. So the, and some of it's typewritten and some of it's short stories about fashion and what looks good always and what's the classic and how to maximize your wardrobe. And then all of a sudden in the middle, you'll see I've handwritten a note about little things that I say to myself to help pull me out of a low mood. So it's such a quick read. You could read it from cover to cover in less than an hour, probably. But it's also a book that you can just lay on the coffee table, pick up before you walk out the door and just read one page and get something from it. And I did that on purpose. I wanted it to be something for busy people that you don't really have an excuse not to read it because it's so easy. And you can, you don't have to, it's not like, a novel. So you're not going to have to read it cover to cover. You're not going to miss anything. You just open it, read it and put it down. And so I did that for, I wrote the book for myself, really. I wanted to write it because I felt like I could help people with it, but it was also very cathartic for me to write it. And I said I was going to, and so I did. And that's another thing that I've learned is that in the world, you can't always rely on people. And if they say they're going to do something, it may or may not happen. But we have to be able to trust ourselves. And when you really say, I'm going to go work out, or I'm going to read this book, or I'm going to start eating healthy, Mm -hmm. do it. Do it. Because if you say it, you want to be able to trust that what you say is what you're going to do. You want to be able to trust yourself. So yeah, that's, that's, that's really why I wrote the book. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write the book. And I thought, Debbie, you said it. Now you got to do it. You know what? I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. A few things I want to touch upon because I was writing things down when you were talking because it was so good. The best confidence boost right now for, first of all, I'm going to give you two. And the first one for me is, what boosts my confidence, gives me that pep in my step is blow drying my hair, like blowing my hair out, throwing a little mascara on. I just feel so much better because, you know, we get in the habit of putting our hair in a ponytail and whatever we're doing. So for me, that's a confidence booster right there. The other one is just what you said. Be a woman or man of your word. Do what you said you would do. Even if you woke up and said, today, I'm going to drink six glasses of water follow through with that. You will feel so proud of yourself by the end of the day. I'm telling you little things that you do and follow through with. That's a whole other topic in podcast because be that I've evolved into that woman, Deb, over time. 
I used to say I would do this and do this and, oh, I'd get to it or I wouldn't get to it. The moment I just decided to be, to live with more integrity and become a woman of my word, my confidence went through the, the roof I, to myself. I was so proud. I just felt better about myself. I, I felt better going to bed at night. And mm -hmm. so if you say you're going to work out, I see all these people that, oh, I'm going to start a new workout plan and they don't get to it or they don't follow through, follow through again, if it's a priority, it will yeah. change your life. And, and don't say you're going to do it if it isn't a priority. Right. It, and I've been, and I, I'm like you, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here saying all these things because I've learned about it through trial and error and also knowing what works for me. So, you know, as you and I, Kelly are talking about this. It's not like we've always had it figured out and I certainly don't have it all figured out, but I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the reality of it is it doesn't even have to be like you said, it could be, I'm going to drink six glasses of water today. You know, you can start small. You don't have to say, I'm going to write a book, you know, don't give yourself and just like overdoing your to-do list. If you're writing your to-do list and you know there's no way possible you're going to do all of that, really be self-aware enough and conscious enough to say, wait, what is realistic for me to get done today? And I'm going to write those down because, woo, is it therapeutic to write that down and check mark it off? I don't even like it in my phone. Everyone's like, Debbie, you have, why don't you use your phone? I use my phone for enough. I love to physically write it on paper and check mark it off. I'm like, oh yippee, yippee, yippee. It's such a great feeling. Yes. And another thing that I can say to all the ladies and gentlemen listening is that while you're, you're saying, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it because I trust myself to do what I say that I say I'm going to do mm -hmm. is catch yourself when you talk negatively to yourself, because if we spoke to other people, the way we have internal dialogue, dialogue with ourselves, no one would want to be around us. Mm -hmm. And I used to be, Oh my God, Debbie, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Oh my gosh, you look fat. Oh, where'd these wrinkles come? You know, all of the things, you know, we do, but the, the amazing part is when you decide to stop it and you catch yourself it's just a matter of knowing that you're doing it because I don't really feel like most people realize how awful they talk to themselves. Sure. And when you, when you start paying attention, because someone else had said it to me years ago, three or four years ago, oh, you know, I say this or I say that. And I, one of my sisters is awful. She says out loud in front of people what she hates about herself. And I just, I never did like that. But then I realized I internal dialogue with myself, say things too. And once I made myself aware of it, I would catch it and then I'd say, no, nope, don't you talk to yourself like that. You don't deserve it. Care about yourself a little bit more than that and just replace it with a positive or just knock it off. It, you know, it, it really works. It's it crazy. Yes. That's a game changer. And that was a game changer. I think I shared it on your show, my mantra that I just started saying about yes. a year and a half ago. I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. The moment I start playing the script of anything negative or Kelly or this, or you're not good enough, or whatever I'm telling myself, I have you, I use that mantra. I, I tell my listeners it's written on my mirrors. 
It's written on sticky notes. It was actually, I put it in my phone as a reminder every single day until I finally didn't have to look at the reminder. It's now my go-to because it stops me in my tracks from the negative voice. I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. Yeah, I, you said that and I love it. And I've read your book and it's, and I love your book, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to, I want to switch over again, switch gears for a minute because I want to talk, we have to talk about faith and I want to know for you, Deb, how has faith inspired your life and business or both? It just, how long have you, like, when did you first start a relationship with God? I would just love a little bit of that background. Were you always faithful? Has it influenced your business in any way? All the questions. Yeah. So, um, love it. Love this topic. I was raised in church, um, a Protestant, um, church. My grandmother on my maternal grandmother was a huge influence in my life. She was, I always said, you got to feel her back because I know there's numbers there because she's hiding her wings. Like she is amazing. Just, I had never heard her ever speak an ill word about anybody. She was uber positive. She loved Jesus. And, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. I have, I can still hear her little Kentuckian accent in my head when I, and I'll sing it in the morning and I think about her. She was a huge influence in my life. And then um, when I started dating my husband, he's Catholic. Um, We dated for a while. We ended up getting, obviously, we got married. And then I ended up converting to Catholicism. Uh, He was extremely uh, faithful to his religion. And so um, I think we were married about five years before I converted. But I wanted us to go to church as a mass, as a family. So when I had my son, I just thought, you know, this works. My kids went to parochial schools. I worked in the schools all the time. They had, you know, mass at least once a week that I was always attended. And we went to church all the time. Now, when all of this started going down with my life changing because the kids were growing up and going elsewhere as they should, and I'm very proud, um, I got away from going to mass. I just completely stopped going. It was almost like when it was what we did as a family. And then when they moved away, I just was like, I'm not going. Now, with that being said, I do church myself every day. I mean, I am always, I, I'm, I, I start my day with gratitude and I think, thank you, God, for another day. Um, and he's in my, you know, I say all the time, I'm so aware of it, like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I mean it, you know, and, you know, even the other day there was a car wreck and I was right behind it. And I thought, oh, God, you know, pray for these people. And thank you, Jesus. I wasn't in it, too, you know, and just so when when it comes to. Oh, my gosh, Kelly, I feel like telling you a story. Tell me a story. I would love to hear it. Okay. I'm really emotional about this. I haven't said this publicly. Okay. So I just guess, even though I'm not currently going to mass and I haven't been for a couple of years, um, God is very much a part of me and I am a part of him and the whole thing. So um, I've been praying a lot and specifically about this business that I was going to start. 
And last year, so in 2022, in July, um, I had just started my podcast the month before. I wasn't sure about what I was even doing. Like, I hope I do okay. You know, and I was wondering like, and then I was thinking about this new venture. In July of 2022, I was in Belize for about 11 or 12 days. And I'd been praying about being on the right path. Am I making the right decisions? Da, da, da. We had gone on a three-hour tour to see the Mayan ruins. And then we went over to do this float that goes through this huge mountain. And so there's a cave inside the mountain with a waterway through it. Majestic. Like, if you wonder if there's a God, go there. That type of place. So we were all in inner tubes, all connected together. We had a guide that was pulling us through. And all we had was like these headlamps on to see it was pitch black in there. It's a cave. But everywhere you'd point. So we did. It was really cool in there. and It was hot, balmy. But inside it was like just really cool. And everywhere you would look would be crystallized beauty. And it just was magical in there. And but you felt like you were alone because it was so dark. And I would lay my head back and I was just looking and I was praying, God, am I on the right path? Am I making the right decision? And I said, give me a sign that I'm on the right path. What can the sign be? Let me give you something specific. And then I said, my logo was a butterfly, but I said, I've seen a bunch of butterflies while I was there. But I thought, you know what? I haven't seen a dragonfly show me a dragonfly. This is on my head, laying back on the- Wow, talk about a specific. This is very specific. Very specific. Mm -hmm. So I'm laying back. I said, no, not this is my personality. He's probably like, Debbie, I created you, but you're on my nerves. (laughs) So I was like, okay, no, not a dragonfly because I am in the great wide open. I could possibly see a dragonfly. Okay, not a dragonfly. Show me an 11. And then I'm like, I- This is what's happened though. For like a couple of years, 11 in my face all the time. So I don't notice number. That's not my thing, but it was so obvious in my face. I was seeing it all the time. And so then I'm like, no, not an 11 because I see 11 all the time. So I'm like, not that. What can I think of? I don't know. And I was just laid there for a while. And then I thought, I know, show me a lost shoe. Show me a lost shoe. And I don't know why I thought of a lost shoe. It just popped in my head, lost shoe. So we had about another 20 minutes floated through. Then we got, soon as we started to see the opening of the cave and the light, I was like, oh, this this has been so amazing. And we popped out into the light, fluttering all around, not one, not two, a whole ton of dragonflies. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, but God, I changed my mind. I I changed my mind. I don't want to see. And then I looked, I had my hands like this on the inner tube. I felt something on my hand and I looked down and there were two dragonflies on my wrist. And I went, it freaked me out. Okay. So then I'm like, oh my gosh. And I didn't say anything to anybody. I mean, this is my, and I haven't. This is all within like 30 minutes tops. I couldn't really see. And I was behind my husband. And he, I hear him go, look at that, a lost shoe, just like that. And I yelled and he thought I fell and I go, no, just keep going, keep going. I stepped one more step up and in wedged in the side of the little wooden steps we were going up was a black 
crock, one shoe. Oh my gosh, Deb, this is crazy. And then I know it doesn't it. And that's why I don't really say, I haven't really set it. So we had a three hour drive back to our location where we were staying. Oh and because uh, then I started laughing. So I went from screaming and then I was hysterically laughing. And my husband was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'll see you later. And so I thought about it all the way home. We get there and I said, sit down. We went to the, and I go, I want to tell you what happened. And he was just like, wow. So God is in my business. Wow. Yes, it's it called is. Studio 11 style because the number 11 has been making itself very apparently clear to me for a few years. And that story has not been told publicly. I've just told a few people and that's it because it's so precious to me. And I thought, you know what? I don't know that I'd believe it if someone told me that. But I don't care. I know what happened and it is 100% what happened. And I just feel really blessed yes. and grateful that he said, and I was laughing. Like he was like, listen, I knew if I just showed you a lost shoe, you'd explain that away. So I went ahead and I said, give it to you. I'm going to give you the dragonflies. I'm going to give you the give number 11. All. I mean, listen, I'll give it to you. this is an unbelievable story of God's power in our yeah. lives. I mean, I, I speak this all the time, ladies. I always say to my students, especially pray big, bold, specific prayers, because why not? Why not pray for what you're asking him for, especially if you're in alignment with your assignment here on earth? I mean, where we need to pray big, bold prayers. He tells us to go out there, be strong and courageous. Those are commands of God. If he wants us to be strong and courageous, that means we need to be in action. So we need to ask him to show up for us in certain ways and tell us we're doing the right thing. That is just an amazing story. I'm so happy you shared it here because I would say the majority of my listeners are faith-based and they're following Addicted to the Climb, my whole brand, because I'm faith-based. So the power of God is real and alive. He's on the move. And I'm telling you right now, pray big, bold prayers. Ask him what you are desiring in your life, because he might just show up just like he oh, did. He sure did. I was just like, and then that's why I was laughing because I thought he did create me, but he knew. I know I'm this jealous. Story. I need to have I, this it experience. Is, <laughs> it is so amazing. And you know, the other part of this, Kelly, and I'll just say this real quick. I know we're probably, I, I feel like I could talk oh, to I'm you. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, being also in a space where you understand, be open to receive the blessings. Yes. I think we reject things so often and we either don't think we're worthy. We don't think we're good enough in some way. There's all these different reasons like past hurts or guilts or whatever you bring along into your present with you. And you have to remember, let that go. Because if you ask for, for forgiveness, if God forgives you, who do you think you are that you can't forgive yourself if he has? Mm -hmm. And so be open to receive the blessings that you desire. You're worth it. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. I mean, be open. I love that. You are worth it. Your life is worth climbing for another tagline of mine. And it's so yeah. true. If you don't take charge, you know, you have to believe bigger, believe for better and just 
own your worth. I love that. That's a great message to actually end with. I honestly, I love it. Deb, tell us a little bit about the online boutique though. What do you, oh, tell us what you're opening. Where can people get, well, two things. Tell us about the boutique and where can people connect with you so they can find out once it's opened. Awesome. So um, actually my grand online opening, not a brick and mortar. I am going to, I'm like a free bird. I want to be able to <laughs> go yeah. and explore. And I want to be the Belize. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you, it, my grand online opening is October 1st and I will be on all social media platforms. I'll be on TikTok. But the good news is people that don't necessarily love um, social media, I'm going to have my own app. So it's studio11style.com. I already have a website created. I'm still putting inventory in it. It's a little weak right now, but I got it. If you want to go and see it, it's www.studio11style.com. That's my website. But if you go debbiesbizcard.com, I have every single okay. thing on there. Okay. Everything. Perfect. We will put that yeah. link so they can find you through that. Uh, and everything is connected to that link you're saying. Yes. Okay. Great. Everything. Great. That is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to explore myself. And I'm just thankful for our friendship, Deb. It's been a pleasure having you on today. Um, I pray my listeners do connect with you because you're such a beautiful inside and out. And listen, we all need to upgrade our styles. So let's get on that October, October 1st. Let me tell you one more thing about this. I decided to pray over my inventory and I had a whole a whole group of women when I did a soft launch just to practice because I don't know what I'm doing on this, to be honest, on this online platform. So we did a soft launch just for women who signed up. And so it was like about 150 emails I had I sent out. And a couple of my friends came over and Gwen Thomas prayed. We all held hands around the inventory so that God's in the business. And when you get that woven fabric, that prayer is woven in that. So it's a little extra special when you get your your clothes because there's going to be prayer over every single time I get new inventory, we're praying over it. Oh, I love, I have chills. That's, that's beautiful because that's what I preach. Co-labor in every area with him. And you don't even know if he will provide things for you that you never even dreamed about when you co-labor with God. So that's amazing. What a blessing. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you all for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You feel blessed. If you do, please share it with someone, tag us on social, and you can find Debbie's information in the show notes. All right, ladies and gents, until next week, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, 
head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.